it starts with one I don't know why It doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind I designed this rhyme to explain in due time All I know Time is a valuable thing Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings Watch it count down to the end of the day The clock ticks life away It's so unreal Didn't look out below Watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on it Didn't even know I wasted it all Just to watch you What's going on, Patriots? And welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. So, uh, yesterday was extremely eventful. We watched President Trump get indicted. We, we watched him uh, go sit through his arraignment. Um, just heard a, an enormous, enormous amount of just lies. I don't know how else to um, to describe them. They were out and out lies. Every now and again, um, what I will do, just because I want to know what they're saying, is I'll go watch a little bit of CNN. I'll watch some of the major news networks to see exactly what they're saying. And, um, yeah, I can't last too long. My blood pressure just gets... Too too high listening to him, uh, because it's it's so easy. It's so easy to sit there and listen to them as they start spewing their crap. Just easy to point out things that are absolutely not even close to true. It's not even like you're coming from a different perspective on the same information. It's like I, I watched the other uh, early yesterday where they were talking about uh, the New York Post, the New York Post. Uh, put out a uh, uh, a cover on on one of their uh, on their newspaper that stated on the front page, "What about Biden?" Because they seem to be honing in on Trump, paying very close attention to everything he does, while absolutely ignoring what Biden did. And I, I saw the interview, and I watched the lady say, "Well." Biden wasn't keeping his uh, documents in a, in a bathroom. Well, that's first of all. Let's let's talk about the bathroom, right? You want to constantly point out the fact that he kept them in a bathroom. Was that bathroom accessible to everybody? No. First of all, he had security at his gates, <laughs> security at his front door. Not to mention, God knows how many security systems you know in the house. Uh, and, and before you ever got to a place where a bathroom was. There have been presidents who have kept their classified documents in strip malls, in their garage, in the Penn Biden Institute, where everybody was coming and going and had access to those documents. So what they do is they formulate their answers by omitting certain facts, honing in on things that they can uh, just kind of amplify, like the fact they were kept in a bathroom. We, you know, that, that makes it sound like to the average person that it's accessible. Hey, can I use your restroom? Oh, uh, yeah, just move the classified documents off the toilet. No, that's not. It's not what it's. First of all, Trump probably has... God knows how many bathrooms <laughs> in his home. And, uh, you know, this is probably kept in a wing of the house where, first of all, you're not getting in Trump's house. But you're probably able to get into Joe Biden's garage. If everybody remembers, the news, Joe Biden was so accessible back then that I remember there were people who actually went by his house and shot at it in, in Delaware who... As far as I'm under, as far as I understand, they were never apprehended, and that was years ago. He was still vice president at the time. We 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 got a two tier justice system. One that just goes after conservative people, 
and absolutely ignores what's going on on the left. It ignores it. And I used to be one that would say, hey, let's not, let's not, uh, let's not uh, impeach Biden. Because look what's waiting right behind him. I've since changed my attitude on that. Um, to impeach him now and fast. Absolutely. Do not wait. And they say, well, Kamala is waiting in the wings right there. And she's a giggling idiot. She has no clue what she's doing. Uh, when she speaks, it's incomprehensible. She is an absolutely, she's worthless. In a, in a government position, she's absolutely worthless. We all have to agree. And you know how bad you have to be for Joe Biden to be a better choice? <laughs> People are that scared of a Kamala Harris presidency. They're really that that scared. Um, me, at this point, I have come to realize that Joe Biden is not making the decisions. These decisions are being made by other people, and God knows who they really are. God knows if they're even in the United States, to be quite honest with you. Now, people would say that typically in some kind of a laughing manner or say it in jest. Um, I'm going to tell you that I believe there is a chance that it may not be in jest. Uh, we have a guy that comes out and says, not only do I uh, know that I've paid the Biden family $10 million, but I also have audio recordings proving conversations that I had with them about these circumstances that I've kept as sort of an insurance policy. Now, this person is also said to be an executive at Burisma. Now, I know that Joe Biden turned on Igor Kolomovsky. He turned on him. This is the guy who owned the TV network where Zelensky uh, worked. He owned Privat Bank, who did a lot of business with the Bidens. Um, a lot of those SAR reports are as a result of monies being sent from the Privat Bank. But he also owned Burisma Holdings and Energy, where Hunter Biden was on the board. Uh, so it's, it's definitely something that you should take seriously. Now, this guy, uh, it was he, um, Joe Biden has already put him on uh, a list of people that can't come to the United States. Why? Well, if you heard the, the phone call that I played a couple of episodes ago, uh, Joe Biden had uh, threatened the life. There's no other way to put it. Um, the phone call will speak for itself. Uh, he's speaking to that at that time president of the Ukraine. His name is Poroshenko. And he tells Poroshenko that he knows yeah, Kolomovsky's a pain in the ass. And he's telling him, if you want the IMF loan to come forward, you better push the Pravat Bank to closure. That it would be good for your financial security as well as your physical security. That physical security part jumps right out at you as a threat. It's not a veiled threat. It was, an, it was an open threat. And he made it to him. And the phone call is out there for anyone to hear. I actually have it uh, somewhere. I don't want to go digging for it and waste your time. But um, it is definitely available for you to go check out and look plenty of clips here today that we're going to go through and we're going to unpack what's really going on with this whole situation with the whistleblower and talk about the hypocrisy um that the fbi is perpetrating the justice system uh this corrupt prosecutor who shouldn't even be allowed to be a prosecutor at the level to which he is he should be a public defender at this point after what he did uh, to a GOP governor. Uh, also being involved in the IRS scandal. The only saving grace for Trump is that he was able to get the case tried in Miami. And uh, we just uh, it, it, he has a better chance of getting a sympathetic jury instead of a bunch of brainwashed idiots that aren't to have orange man bad syndrome. Every one of them. Keep in mind that when he got tried in New York, even on a civil case, a civil case that they couldn't prove rape, they couldn't prove these things, they had no physical evidence, they had no eyewitnesses, they had no evidence whatsoever to go on except for a woman who said, he did it, and I don't remember what year he did it, and I don't remember the details. 
But he did it. And that was enough for a jury to side with her uh, over Trump. And um, Trump is appealing that decision. And rightfully so. Now, today, Trump heads down for his arraignment. And he, as all people do in his situation, uh, have the right to a speedy trial. Although, I don't uh, think that taking one would benefit him at all. At all. The more time that goes by, the more information that comes to light about the people that are actually out to get him, right? The people that are targeting him. And um, we can we can make better decisions and assess the situation more over a longer period of time. And I think that works out better for him in the end. Now, I don't think if they tried him based on the evidence that they have today alone, that it still would be enough to convict him. But I would still like to see him tried on the other side of a Joe Biden impeachment or a Joe Biden loss of his presidency, uh, just scandal-ridden, uh, just things that have been outed, just to kind of show that his enemies are the true criminals. The people that are seeking to put him behind bars and are calling him a criminal are truly the criminals. So... This is something that I think would benefit him uh, quite a bit to actually do. Now, these trials can stretch out for a very, very long time, folks. I mean, in some case, well over a year. Well over a year. Uh, these types of trials can, can, can stretch out. And it depends on uh, what the evidence is, the, 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 the full scope of the subpoenas uh, when they start uh, doing evidentiary hearings. Uh, what those things will actually look like will determine exactly what they have to go through uh, in order to present a case. Uh, and and then you have uh, jury selection. You have all of these things that, that, that have to take place that take place over months and months and months. So if you're looking for a, a quick answer as to whether or not, you know, how this is going to turn out, rather, uh, you're going to be waiting quite a while, quite a while. Uh, you will probably know uh, who, who, you know, whether or not Trump wins his appeal uh, in the civil case in New York prior to the outcome of this trial, right? It's 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 frustrating. I know we all want it to be behind us, but it, it will be soon enough. Um, you know, but I, I say this, and I mean this: it's time to impeach Biden. And now this is not tit for tat, back and forth, and so forth. But what you're really looking at, now they can bill it that way, and they can say it that way, they can talk about it as if it were that way, but the reality of it is, is that we're watching one side of the political aisle target a man, and a man who's done well for the American people, the man who has made it to where the American people can stand on their own two feet without government assistance or help or any of that. He's made, he made the country prosperous uh, when he was running the country. And he did everything that he was supposed to do as a president. He kept his promises uh, to the best of his ability to keep his promises with the people he had in his way. Uh, he, he made so many historic, uh, just historic uh, pieces of legislation, both internally of the United States and on the international stage. So here's a guy who's done everything the right way. And you have people that just don't like that he did it the right way. And they don't like what he's actually perpetrating. They don't like the message that he's sending. You got to understand the left wants people in their pocket. They want you to need them. So the only way they have the power that they truly seek is by creating a situation by which you actually have to rely on them to live your life. They either have to make you a victim so they become the champion. They have to make you poor so they can give you an entitlement. But either way, your prosperity and well-being is solely dependent upon them. So you think, although it's actually not. It's an illusion. It's slavery by any other name. And what people do is exactly what they did in the days of the Roman Empire. They vote for the guy that's going to keep on paying you. And the Romans called it dole. So if you've ever heard the term, term uh, dole, he's going to dole out this or dole out money. And the, doles were the, was the original welfare. 
and doles, uh, the, the Roman coin used to be silver and gold. It used to be precious metals. But when people started hoarding the precious metals, they started making the coins out of nickel and other elements and coating them in silver and gold. And um, they also got, it got so bad in Rome at one point, if you had a job, it was illegal for you to quit that job. Because people who were not working were depending on you going to work so they can continue to receive their doles. Sound familiar? Sounds very familiar to me. Because that's that's what the left is doing, right? The left has been pushing this basic universal income idea for quite some time. Kamala Harris spoke about it at length early on in her uh, presidential, uh, when, she, when she first got elected, and even right before she got elected. She talked about it in depth. So they, they want to create a system by which they make you think that they're helping you because you get universal basic income, you don't got to work, you can survive. No, that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is the quality of life across the United States will go down the tubes. The money that you're spending won't be worth much. Opportunity will go away because less people will be incentivized to work. So your infrastructure will fail or fade away. And then the government swoops in to save the day. And what they do is they put the government, the government be gets between you and prosperity. The government becomes your God in a system like that. And that's what they want. But they can't have it. And it's, and it's not even feasible to even talk about it. If you have people that are willing to go out and get their own and say the hell with the government. I don't need the government to give me what I need. I need to go get it myself. But there are folks, and I'm sure you know them all too well. I'm sure we all got at least, you know, 5, 10, 20 in our heads that we know that would much rather sit home, watch Jerry Springer, drink red Kool-Aid, and eat cereal than get up and put in 8 hours a day, 40 hours a week. They would much rather do it that way. They don't have the gumption it takes to get out and survive because they've been handed things their whole lives. They've never had to work for anything. They're so scared to fail that they don't even try. This is not something that um, is alien to any one of us. I'm sure the mentality is uh, something that you've run across quite often in your time. It's something that we're going to have to uh, teach folks to get over and get around. You're going to have to teach your kids better. And uh, that's just something that uh, we're going to have to make sure we speak loud and clear about. Because able-bodied people should get out and go to work. Now, keep in mind, we just allowed God knows how many millions of people across our border that don't have living situations that have been uh, the result of them putting in that time. They just got here, right? So they have no house. They have no job. They have no medical insurance. They have children. They have all of these things. They just show up, and they're going to overwhelm the welfare system. It's not rocket science, folks. These guys in government know exactly what they're doing. They know they're hurting the country. They know they're hurting you and me. And they have the bleeding heart liberals on the other side that just, they're humans and they need our help. I do not like bleeding heart liberals. I, I am very much a realist. And I will help anyone that needs my help as much as I can until helping you is what's hurting me. That's where I draw the line. And that's where most uh, rational people that have common sense will also draw the line because it's not helping at that point. The Bible talks about loving others as you love yourself, right? So uh, that's exactly what that means. It means to love yourself and love anyone as much or as equal to the amount that you love yourself and no more. Don't disrespect yourself that way. We all have people in our families um, that we just that that we care for that we love we have children we have wives some have 
you know, we have these people we want to see prosperous. We want a country that can provide a future for them, one that we don't have to worry about, one where the learning institutions and the financial, and the financial institutions and the law enforcement agencies and the government is something that we can rely on and trust. And unfortunately, that's not what we have right now. We have teachers that are teaching CRT. They're indoctrinating your children with books about Pride Month and Pride in general. Children are being taught that having two moms or two dads uh, is taught on the same level of civil rights as uh, we taught uh, for race relations when they're not the same, not the same at all. So they have to understand there are people in this country, in the world, and a lot of them, I mean a lot, the news would have you think that we're outnumbered. Oh, my God, we're so not outnumbered. I mean, if you count the Middle East and China and every, we are so not outnumbered. The, <laughs> the, the reality of it is there are people in the world that do not share the values of the LGBTQ community, and I am one of them, right? I, I respect people's choice. I respect how you decide to live your life, and I won't make law or force you to live it any other way but how you decide to do it. But my only problem is don't indoctrinate my children uh, with, that same, uh, with that same ideology. Don't act as if you making a, a lifestyle decision is the same as the color of someone's skin because they're not the same. One, you have the ability to change and you have a choice in the matter. You can make a decision. The other one is something that you are born with, and that's, the, that's the, the color of your skin. Now, they'll say the opposite. They'll say they are who they are, and they'll say they were born that way. Okay, prove it. <laughs> that's what I say. Prove it. We have had studies in, in, in the scientific community for, uh, I remember hearing about it the first time about 15 years ago or more, where they were trying to locate a gay gene. Um, there is no gay gene, right? There's nothing in a human body that makes them gay. It's it's I, I see it like this. This is the this is the best characterization that I can give you for someone uh, who prefers one thing over another, right? It's very simple. Uh, I'll we my wife and I will go to the store and I will every time we go to get something to drink I will go for iced tea. She'll go for a diet soda. I'm not diet soda phobic. I just don't like it. I like iced tea. Now, is there an iced tea gene in my body? Is there a gene somewhere in my body that says, oh, there's the Lipton gene right there? No, it's just my preference. And and that's and that's all this is about, really, folks. It's about it's about how people prefer to live their lives. And I'm not about to interfere with how other people want to live their lives, but I will interfere at the level of indoctrination of my children in school because values such as that need to be taught by people close to the child because it's our values that we are imparting. The only value that you need to impart to children in a school situation is that they are not to hate and they are to treat each and every individual with human decency and kindness. Outside of that, you leave the rest up to mom and dad, to the kid's family. And that's, that's as far as it goes because we have so many uh, different types of people in our society. They're from all over the world, many different religious backgrounds, as well as the LGBTQ community. Now, you cannot consider one over the other meaning I'm not going to go to school and teach Jesus as a curriculum to your child therefore don't do the same to me with LGBTQ plus whatever it is right don't do it it's that simple <clears throat> I won't I won't go indoctrinate your children with my religion and you don't go indoctrinate my children with your lifestyle choices the only agreeable 
part there is the fact that kids should be taught not to hate folks. Anything more than don't hate somebody, anything more than uh, than to say that we're, we shouldn't be speaking ill of people or talking bad about them or, or just in general not liking somebody and saying bad, whatever the case may be, right? It's very simple just to say don't do that versus teaching them about the lifestyle, giving them books that depict the sexual acts of people that are in same-sex relationships. Uh, in one in one case, there was a teacher who had children write uh, semi-gay fantasies down on a piece of paper and then asked the children to, to put the initials of someone in the class that they would do these things with. I mean, why in the world was a teacher... Why would he care so deeply about what's going on with a child's sexual fantasy? I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, any kind of accusation like that while we were growing up would have made time stop. That's That teacher would have had to have a police escort to get out of the building. And in some schools, he still would have. Don't get me wrong. These teachers are picking and choosing the places and the cultures to which they try to force that kind of stuff through. You don't want to do it in my school district. That's for damn sure. I promise you that. We're, we are going to stand against this onslaught of, uh, you know, de-evolution that, that we see uh, operating in the midst of our society in the United States today. The, it, the, the values of a family should be taught from within the family. The knowledge of the world should be taught by schools. It's, it's, it's no more complicated than that. It's actually that easy. Now, back to the whistleblower revelations and what's taken place over the last few days. Now, everyone knows that the whistleblower came out we, we, we got that information, and within 24 hours, they indicted Trump, right? This same thing happened in, after the Alvin Bragg event, right? Alvin Bragg uh, happened, he, he indicted Trump right after uh, the, 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 the other Biden connection was made public, right? So the, 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 the payments that were made from Rob Walker LLC, the Ukraine, and, and Romania. So... These things were made public, and immediately the the justice system starts targeting Trump again. Every time Biden gets uh, a, a new revelation is forced out uh, into the public sphere about Biden, Trump immediately feels, you know, the weight of that. By so this is what I said, and I, and I said this earlier, and I said this to people I work with and people in my everyday life, and it and it's true. They're not going after Trump. This is not about Trump, people. This is about you, and it's about me. When they're going after Trump, they're going after you, and they're going after me. They're going after Trump for his values. They're going after Trump because Trump didn't play the right-left scenario game or the right-left agenda deal. He didn't do it. If Someone on the right wasn't doing their job, he called them out. If someone on the left wasn't doing, he called them out. Do you remember in the presidential election uh, when he was up there on the stage when he was uh, in the debates with um, George Bush's brother, Jeb, Jeb Bush, and he, and, he, and he spoke it loud and clear. He says, we destabilized the Middle East of the United States. We did that because we told everybody there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and there were never any weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And he went on to say, not only were there none, but you knew they were none. And now we know that to be true, right? We know that they didn't miss an opportunity to misconstrue some satellite footage or video of an aluminum pipe as something they could use for this or that. They, they just had all the talking points. And you'll notice that when you have establishment types in office, like George Bush, uh, CNN and, and those types were very kind to him about certain issues. 
they weren't so drastic. They didn't they didn't go as far as they did to put him down. They pushed the war in Iraq. They pushed it. They also pushed all of the pretext of what happened following 9-11. They had no problems with it. They didn't call him out on any of the stuff. Very rarely did you ever see a report to which was extremely critical uh, about George Bush, but in the right way, right? They didn't do it. They didn't do it because they were on the same side. They were on the same side. I, I tell people all the time, you can look at Obama on paper. Look at the laws and the bills and the things that he passed while he was in office. Not what he said when he was in front of TV, when, in front of a TV camera. Look at the same thing from Bush. When you compare them, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. They're the same people. The 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 Patriot Act continued under Obama. He even made his uh, he even made an, an an addendum to the NDAA which was very similar to the language that was used in the Patriot Act because it essentially said that if the government deemed you to be terrorist, they could lock you up secretly, secretly hold you, never admit to having you, and you never get a day in court. Your habeas corpus gone, everything just puts you somewhere in, in a room under a, in a basement and just you never get heard from again. And it's, it's, it's literally that way. So... We see the media now going after a guy who just wants to fix the United States for real, who doesn't play the same political games, who are not, he's not in the same pockets as the rest of those people who hold office, and he's not afraid to fight. And that, that is the reason why they, uh, they will not leave the guy alone. They just continually go after him. They continually levy false charges against him. Adam Schiff should be ashamed of himself, and I hope they sue his pants off for the amount of lying that he did over the Russia collusion. Now, keep in mind, the entire time that Trump was president, they, were, they cared so much about whether or not foreign nationals in Russia were colluding with, with, with Trump. We have actual evidence of collusion with Joe Biden from Romania, China, and the Ukraine, and many more other places. And they don't care. It doesn't matter to them that they have actual evidence of the crime they were trying to find evidence on when it was Trump. They will ignore it because the guy's last name is Biden. Also, I want to make a fair point that Biden didn't have the ability that Obama did because, remember, he was the vice president. So all foreign policy was set by the president himself. So that means Biden didn't do anything with foreign policy that Obama did not let him do. Keep that in mind. Because as, as, as the days, weeks, and months go by and more of this information is made public, what I think you're going to start to see at some point is Obama's involvement in this same thing. It's not just about Biden. It, it, it goes beyond Biden. So um, we're going to listen to the FBI, or excuse me, the left state that this is not necess- this is not a revenge, this is not tit for tat. That's that's not what we're into here. <laughs> we know that's a lie, but let's let's hear them say it. And of course, a day like this would not be complete without disgraced former FBI officials passing judgment on their favorite target. Our system is not based on, you know, we don't play by organized crime rules. It's not you take out one of my guys, I take out one of your guys and so equal. <laughs> I think what we know about Yes Donald it is. Trump is his approach to business, his approach to politics, his approach to pers- interpersonal relations. It is a constant pursuit of advantage. My it's called winning. speculation is that he saw in this material information that might be useful to him at some point in the future. But I've been told by you know, who've reviewed it. At the I, uh, excuse me, I, I'll let that go got- to the next clip. They don't like Trump's smug, like they, that's, what I, that's how they kind of, and typically uh, describe him, right? 
very smug, in-your-face, matter-of-fact deal because he doesn't he doesn't give any room for their whiny talk. He doesn't give any room for their excuses, any of their whys, any of that kind of stuff. He doesn't want to hear it. I know the exact kind of person that, that Donald Trump is. I work for many of them, and they're all successful people. And the reason why they're successful is just that. They don't allow excuse. They don't allow you to give the reason that you make sound good enough for not making it. They want to know how to do it. They don't want to know that it can't be done. They adhere to real values and real principles that have stood the test of time. They believe in the Constitution and hold not only you and I up to that standard, but the people in their, in, in their, in their inner circle are held to that same standard as well. Which is why you see so many people throughout the time here, including Mike Pompeo. What a big disappointment. What a big disappointment. Let's go through them. So you have uh, Brennan. You have Pompeo, you have uh, uh, DeSantis down in Florida. And that's just to name a few. There are others as well. There are a lot of others. Uh, uh, but the, the thing is, is that these people were people that Trump had in his circle, people that he trusted, people that he put in positions and, and helped in some cases, like DeSantis, who was losing his election bid until Trump endorsed him and he won. And yet... People think it's okay at this stage of the game for him to be out there campaigning against Trump by running for president. That's it's not okay. It's that's that's character right there. That is the character of that person. The disloyalty. If she, if it's like someone said, uh, if 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 some if you're dating somebody that left their significant other or cheated on their significant other to be with you, do you think they wouldn't do it to you as well? Same thing applies here. We're talking about the character of a person. Donald Trump helped this man get elected, and he stabbed him in the back, and, and he's going out and campaigning against him by running for president. Of course there's a problem with it. I'm not talking about how well he does his job as a governor at all. He does a great job as governor. But he's very establishment in a lot of other ways. And then you have Brennan, who, for God knows why, I mean, these were all people that stood in Trump's way. I kind of put Brennan and Pompeo in the same category as in the fact that Trump wanted to get out of these forever wars and wanted us to get out of the Middle East. They wanted to pull our troops home and and stop you know, promoting this fighting, this constant fighting that has gone on for decades. And he wanted to end it. And it's I think it's noble, and I think that it's a noble pursuit for anyone. But there's no money to be made by certain people in certain industries when there's no war. Right. This is why George Bush and his family did so well. I mean, he owned United Defense while we were in the Iraq War. This guy owned a defense company that was supplying weapons to the United States. Are you serious? Yes, very serious, very serious. And which is why a lot of people questioned uh, what the hell they were really doing over there. Um, he sat on the Carlisle Group board along with Osama bin Laden. That's an entirely different story, but those people don't have clean hands at all. All the way back to World War II, when the Bushes were actually funding Hitler against the United States. They were hedging their bets, and they actually had their assets frozen as a result. The Hamburg American shipping lines, uh, Brown Brothers Harriman's Bank, all owned by the Bushes back in the day. Look it up yourself. You'll see. I'm very surprised that a family only a couple of generations after those treasonous acts were able to achieve the notoriety they did in American politics. So it's 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 baffling. It's it's very baffling. Uh, Grassley here is going to talk about um, the recordings that the Burisma executive took as an insurance policy uh, for himself knowing exactly who he was dealing with he was dealing with a snake in the grass named biden so why wouldn't he keep the recordings so that you would believe him and look i mean i can't wait till these recordings are made public i've already heard one such recording from biden where like i said he was threatening the life of the at that time president of ukraine uh poroshenko where he told him 
you know, either do this or your financial security and as well as your physical security is going to be at risk. So, I mean, he knew who he was dealing with. Listen to Mr. Grassley here. And uh, we're going to go on to talk about uh, the media making things look worse than they really are, how they, they go as far as to create this entire production to set a mood, like almost like watching a movie, right? They, they're trying to elicit a certain emotional reaction to the fact that Trump's being indicted. Well, let's start with Mr. Grassley here. And uh, because he's, you know, Chuck Grassley is a guy he's determined. He's a dog with a bone. He's not going to quit. And I, I love this guy. I absolutely love him. Listen to what he says about this tape. But I've been told by folks who've reviewed it at the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings, 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as that a is, sort of uh, insurance policy for the foreign national. As, a, as an insurance policy. So I, if I had to wager a guess at who the whistleblower is, I would say it's Igor Kolomoysky. Kolomoysky. I, I forget how to say his name. But this is the guy who... Uh, he, he helped Zelensky get to his office in Ukraine. Uh, and uh, this is also the same guy who owned uh, Privat Bank and, and, and Burisma Holdings, which owned the energy company that uh, Hunter Biden worked at. Now, the, the, the other thing is now I, I brought up the media and, and kind of their approach to this whole arraignment deal that took place in Miami and how they try to make they try to they try to create the production value that ominous feeling they they talk softly like this he's getting out of the car there's Donald J Trump and and they do all of these types of things to try to make it seem like it's much worse than what it actually is they're forgetting the 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 the, the idea that this is all based on just absolute nonsense um but I'm okay with Trump having his day in court, folks. Uh, I'm okay with that. Is if you if you want to go try Joe Biden, uh, Obama, Clinton, and Bush for the same things that you're dragging him into court for, absolutely, let's do it. Let's drag all everybody in who breaks the same law, the, the same way. Let's just bring them in. Well, when when they were asked, when that lady was asked on CNN about whether or not the Biden uh, and 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 Trump. Uh, fiascos were the same, were they equal? They said, well, no, because Trump kept his documents in a bathroom. You know, when you put secret documents next to toilets, that's next level. You know, that's when you got to go to court. Had you not had them near the damn toilet, you wouldn't be in this situation. What? (laughs) Oh, man. You know, but having them in your garage next to your old Corvette, that's absolutely fine. You know, Hunter Biden goes in and out of that garage, and he's clean as a whistle. He's not involved with Chinese spies, is he? Yes, he is. He even bragged about it. So you got a guy who's involved with dissidents from another country. One of our biggest adversaries has access to classified information. And uh, the Biden Penn Center, the, the, the documents were accessible as well, and people were coming and going there. Folks, what are we doing? This is this is not fair on any level. There's no reason for them to go after Trump except for the fact they have orange man bad syndrome. That's it. It's the only reason. They, they <laughs> these people are a joke, and as such, they should not be taken seriously. They should not be taken seriously. We shouldn't listen to them. They have no credibility whatsoever. They're targeting innocent individuals. Because it suits their agenda. It fits their it fits their agenda. It's it, it gets a little hard to watch after a while. You get so frustrated dealing with these waterheads that you really 
just, you want to scream or just grab somebody and shake them, right? To constantly believe that a man has done something wrong to the point where you hate him. I've met Trump haters before. They hate him just because. Well, you think that he's not involved with Russians? What about, dude, stop listening to that crap. <laughs> None of that stuff's true. You have Swalwell sleeping with Chinese spies. We have Hunter Biden in bed with Chinese spies doing business and bragging about it. The chief MFing spy of China is how he referred to him in the uh, on the laptop. You heard him uh, ask for a key for him. Him, his uncle Jim, and his father, also they shared that same office. So all of those documents were around that Biden had that Biden shouldn't have had because he wasn't protected by the PRA. They were available to the, for, to those folks that I just mentioned because the people they had access to had access to those docs, and those docs were not kept in a secure location. So how is that unlike anything Trump did by putting his classified documents that he declassified, by the way, in a room in his house? If it didn't have a toilet in the room, would it have been okay then? Okay, what about if he kept them in a strip mall like the other presidents did? No? Hypocrites. Absolute hypocrites. So take a look at this next clip, and, and, and we'll discuss after. Um, Laura Ingram had an amazing show, and she had the Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds, and Molly Hemingway on, and... Uh, it, it was just it was just something to see. I absolutely love the way that she presents the news. And after Tucker Carlson left the Fox uh, network abruptly, the way that they made him do, um, her and Jesse Waters are about the only things left over there. Eh, Gutfeld, I, I like Gutfeld, but uh, they they lost their talent. They they lost their major talent, and uh, it's really sad to 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 see them. You know, like I said. For forever, Fox News postures. They walk right up to that conservative line, like we're gonna we're gonna make a difference. But they they have a line which they won't cross. Well, Dan Bongino crossed that line all the time and fought for what was right and didn't ignored all lines, and so did Tucker Carlson. And they and they got rid of both of those guys, and they also got rid of Donald Trump. So. It, this is this is gonna if Fox has went down the tubes as a result. I wish OANN and OANN and uh, and uh, Newsmax uh, just just a little more guys. Just you know, I think that you have a shot at this. You just got to do a little more, right? I absolutely love the way that they present the news over there, though. OANN uh, just just they don't care. They don't censor themselves. When they tell stories, they give you their opinions right on the spot. Uh, it's 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 like watching a podcast, to be quite honest with you. In some regards, the quality, the the production quality is a little better. Uh, but you know, they, the things that they say and how they present themselves is just like um, they don't give a damn who's listening. <laughs> they just tell you the truth. All right, uh, sorry about that. Let's get back to uh, Miss Ingram and what she's saying. Tomorrow, a remarkable moment in U.S. history. Here they go. The first ever arraignment of a former president in federal court. Historic and unprecedented. We've never seen a former president. This is their production. At a defendant's table. Soon he will take off for Florida. Trump is in trouble. You can tell by the tones of our voices. And you really have two big stories that the media should be looking into. One (laughs) is, yes. I apologize. I went a little too far on that. But you understand what I'm saying, right, guys? They, they They take the 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 whole situation they get a couple of camera angles and then they talk like this and it, it just they try to give you this ominous feel by the way they're showing you the video by the way they're talking it's an entire production it, it, they tried the same thing on january 6th when they when they held the january 6th hearings they actually hired a producer a hollywood producer to come in and help them to, so that they can make it look like the the I don't know if it was the protesters making the videos that they chose to show like they did the, all their selective editing to show you the things that uh, uh, kind of reinforce the direction that they wanted to go with the January 6 hearings while ignoring like 16,000 hours of other video 
that said the exact opposite. And then got mad at Tucker Carlson when he decided to show the what was on the other video, which may have been part of the reason why Fox News chose to uh, part ways with Tucker Carlson. Also, it may have had something to do with the fact that uh, he was going through the documents and did his own investigation on what happened to Jeffrey Epstein, proving uh, in, in the way that he presented that Jeffrey Epstein was, in fact, murdered. And the person that said, per Tucker Carlson, said that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered wasn't even the person who did the autopsy or on site. It was somebody else, not the original person who did the autopsy, who had a completely different opinion. And then the paperwork kind of disappeared and, you know, people got paid time off and all this other kind of stuff. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. And we've all been waiting for so long, not to change the subject, but for a very long time uh, for that client list to come out and for this uh, to continue. And, you know, they're, I mean, God, if you, you can imagine if they're going after Trump because they don't want to go after Biden for the things that we know that he did, can you imagine how many people have been caught in the honeypot trap set by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell? Who are they? I mean, we know the Google co-founder. Oh, we know uh, Bill Gates. We know uh, uh, Bill Clinton. And, and some would say we know Donald Trump, but I did my own <laughs> research into this, and it's not true. Not true at all. Donald Trump, in fact, outed him for, for some of his behavior much about a decade before any of the rest of this stuff was made public. So they weren't even on good terms because Donald Trump didn't like him to begin with. So keep that in mind when next time somebody tries to tell you that Trump was involved with Epstein because it's not true at all. Now, the the rest of what I got going on here is going to be more geared toward the Jim Jordan, Byron Donald, and Molly Hemingway interview uh, from Laura Ingram because you really have to hear it put in their words. Because they, they're, I mean, especially Jim Jordan here. Jim Jordan, to me, Jim Jordan always looks like 6 o'clock when you work till 5. Like, he always looks like it's 6 o'clock. He, he all, he's got his tie undone, his sleeves rolled up. He, he, he definitely, he looks like, <laughs> he looks like someone who works late every day. Every day. <laughs> I love the guy. I, I do. I absolutely love him. Um, let's t- go ahead and take a listen to this. And you really have two big stories that the media should be looking into. One is, yes, the Biden family business, where we learned today from Senator Grassley that the foreign national had 17 recordings, two involving the vice president or claimed to have those. And we also heard from that uh, that Senator Grassley said that Joe Biden was involved in getting Hunter Biden on the Burisma board. Both of those are explosive things. But what's also explosive is what Senator Grassley is really focusing on, which is the FBI did not do a good job of receiving this information and investigating it. They began to investigate it. And then when it looked bad for the Biden family, they did everything in their power to hide it and keep it from being fully investigated. That is such a scandal, given that what we're talking about is is the FBI meddling once again in a presidential election on behalf of a preferred candidate and against the one that they oppose. And all of this, of course, is happening as they are literally trying to imprison their top political opponent. Couldn't have said it better myself. I don't think any of us could have said it better ourselves, but this is exactly what they're doing. And this is why I say the rule of law is gone in the United States. This is a police state, one where we target our political opponents. Uh, we, we call things a hate speech because it's speech we hate. We are indoctrinating children. The FBI is playing um, more on the side of politics than they are the law. Um, they are protecting a sitting president who is obviously committed serious crimes uh or at least very questionable actions that look like serious crimes and they're taking up for him they held on to this document that they say is not classified but won't allow uh any of these people who have clearance in the oversight committees either in the senate and in congress to see the documentation uh, to see the document without going through serious changes christopher ray had to almost be held in contempt just before he would show them the document and the skiff. Now, this is not at all what they what they requested. And the only reason that it took as long as it did, because you got to remember, Christopher Ray was almost held in contempt that he showed the document 
and the very next day Trump was indicted. The very next day, within 24 hours. That, that's not a coincidence, people, at all. Uh, let's take a listen to this next one. Laura, good to be with you. Look, I think everything that Senator Grassley says does pan out <clears throat> because the document does state that the Burisma executive actually has receipts. That's all it says, that he has information, but you just don't know what the information is. And then the other piece that definitely pans out is that they moved the money through, through several accounts that would take investigators exactly 10 right. years to find. That is the modus operandi of the Biden family, whether the money comes from China, Romania, and now it's looking like Ukraine. They move it through all these LLCs. He's not lying. So a couple of months prior to Biden leaving, leaving office, they set up these shell companies. I think in total there are about 20 of them right now. And the reason they did it that way is because they made the statement themselves that it will take, it'll take them at least 10 years before they figure it all out. That was a statement right out of Biden's mouth. You know, we got him cornered. It's going to be very interesting to see how the law enforcement agencies and political, uh, the, the political pundits as well as elected officials in our government, uh, if they actually stand with the American people and the rule of law more than they do their political parties and their agenda. Because it's going to tell you whether or not they're on the side of the American people and the law or if they're on their own side and they don't give a damn about the American people. Because the person who broke the law shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter what political ideology they have. It should just matter that they broke the law. The law is what should take precedent. So when they do the things that they do, like protecting uh, a sitting president whom they know that they've withheld evidence from people, uh, knowing that that evidence could convict that president, they should have long since turned over that evidence. They should have brought the evidence to the oversight committee themselves. They shouldn't even have been uh, had. They shouldn't have had to request it. And, and beyond that, uh, they damn sure shouldn't have lied about whether or not it existed. So, I would have held uh, Christopher Ray in contempt, regardless. Regardless, he lied to Congress, and people need to start being held to account. Now, we need to stop saying that. People need to be held to account. People, come on. It's time. Look what they're doing to Donald Trump. Look at all the things that they're putting this man through. And they're not doing it to him. They're doing it to you and me. When they attack, when they attack Donald Trump, they're not attacking Donald Trump. They're attacking you and me. The people that believe and say and feel the same way he does, which is the reason they're attacking him. So when they're attacking him, they're attacking the same ideology that you and I have. They're attacking our values, our ethics, our morals, our heritage, our traditions, our country. It's not Donald Trump that's on trial right now. It's you and me. You need to make sure you understand that. It's you and me. And anyone who doesn't realize that are part of the brainwashed many. He's through all of these accounts and it ends up in the hands of the family. And by the way, I will add this. Joe Biden likes to say that the rich need to pay their fair share. Well, hey, Joe, did you pay your taxes on that five mil? That's a good question. Did he? Did he? First of all, he's got to admit that he got the five mil. And then he's going to have to admit why he got the five mil. And then after that, did you pay taxes on that five million dollars? And did Hunter do the same? I can't wait for the perp walk. But here's my here's my prediction, right? I predict this. Uh, everybody remember Joe Kennedy, you know, uh, John Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy's dad, um, had a little bit of a hard time with some people that he rubbed the wrong way and conveniently had a stroke. So I think we're looking at the same thing with Joe Biden. I think if Joe Biden gets indicted, gets in serious trouble, gets impeached, whatever the case may be, when they finally go after him. And I think they're probably awaiting him to not be in office to do it. But when they go at, which is probably why he's still running for president, even though he's got the lowest poll numbers in history, he's got no, he's got a snowball's chance in hell at becoming president again. But if, if they go after him, like it, it, I think that what, what's going to happen here within a certain amount of time is you're going to start to see Joe Biden gets sick all of a sudden or have a stroke all of a sudden. 
here's the thing. It would be believable. Look at the guy. He can't talk. He can't walk a flight of steps. So, I mean, it, it would actually work for him. It would work very well for him. Um, and last but not least, Mr. Jordan, uh, before we get to Mr. Jordan, I was uh, – this is the clip that I was talking about where – the folks on CNN were asked the question of what about Biden, and they're utilizing the New York Post cover that asked that very question in an attempt to show that there is some bias going on here. You you guys are indicting Trump for a crime that you don't even you're not even concerning yourself with when the Bidens do it. And and listen to their response. It's it it's frustrating just to hear it. Listen. We've been kind of living in this world throughout the course of any investigation into former President Trump. It says, what about the Bidens? Is that a fair analog? <laughs> I don't think we are talking about an apples to apples comparison here. So, no, it's not a fair. Look at that analog. lady staring that... into the side of her yeah. head. I mean, she's staring like laser beams through her. Like, we practice this in the back. Make sure you say exactly what we went over and don't get it wrong. Because if you do, it looks like she's going to reach around and just. <laughs> the molly whopper off the chair but <laughs> look how hard she's looking at her wow that would that would intimidate me i'm sorry but it would <laughs> it really would but let, i'm sorry i i didn't mean to detract from what she was saying as as informative as it really is but listen to what she said she tries to put it down as if there is uh absolute uh distinction between why they would uh go after trump but not after biden and listen to her reasoning. It, it's it's asinine. Analog. I don't think we are talking about an apples to apples comparison here. So no, it's not a fair analog in that nobody in these cases has been stashing hundreds of documents with classified markings in a bathroom. See, it's it's the bathroom, guys. That's what I was trying to tell you. If he wouldn't have put him next to a toilet, but instead just threw him in a garage or a strip mall. Or put him in a Biden pen center where people can come and go as they please. It would have been okay. But toilets, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> These people are idiots. Oh, my. I, 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 they're they're birthing people. people. Their birthing people raised them very wrong. <laughs> Let's listen to Jim Jordan, what he has to say. Classified document concerns, you know, supposedly mishandled Clinton, Biden and, and President Trump and only one gets indicted. How is that justice? How is that equal application of the law? It's Americans not have common sense. They, they see this double standard uh, that that exists for Republicans and conservatives and for President Trump, for goodness sake. But I can't get past the irony, Laura, the irony that I remember when Jim Comey said, I hope there are tapes when he was talking about him. And, Pre and now it <laughs> looks like we have tapes, for goodness sake, that this guy kept. The other thing about that document, I read that document last week, too. The section Byron was referencing about this foreign national who's, who's an executive at Burisma. He also says in that section, we, he tells, tells the confidential human source, we don't need anything, nothing to worry about because we have so many bank accounts, it'll take forever for them to figure it out. And he said 10 years. He also says, we never paid the big guy directly. So now See, and these are the, the statements that, uh, that Jim Jordan is making right now are the statements that they actually made. And, and, and Biden said it out of his own mouth. They'll take 10 years to figure out the money. They didn't expect Grassley and Jordan and the rest of these guys to be able to get through that stuff as fast as they did while he was still alive sitting in office. He expected them to find out, but probably after he was dead already. Long he, So it shows you how much he even cares about his own son because his son's going to be well alive after he's dead dealing with all the problems that Joe Biden set him up to be a part of. So, I mean, this guy doesn't care about anybody, including his own family. I mean, this is... He's he's a piece of work. He's a real piece of work. Now we know this is the second person to use that term. He uses that term before we knew about the first guy, James Gilyard, a, a, a business associate of Hunter Biden. When we learned about that in October 2020, this document was put together in August of 2020. So now we got both sides of the equation using the same term, the big guy. And if the big guy is not Joe Biden, somebody needs to explain to me who it is. So that's that. So what he's talking about is the fact that in the emails, all the emails refer to the big guy. Now we actually have a Burisma executive on the other side of this also referring to the big guy. Now, Bobolinsky brought it up as well as the big guy who was Hunter's Biden, uh, Hunter Biden's business partner. So uh, we have several statements made from several different people 
in other countries, in this country, and emails off the laptop. There are several references to the chairman and the big guy. And by all accounts, that is Joe Biden. That is absolutely Joe Biden. We're looking at people in our government right now that should be defending the American people and the American way of life that are intentionally, intentionally defending a criminal, intentionally going after who a man they know to be innocent. They're intentionally doing this. So my question is what it's always been. Why in the hell are they doing it? What what is what what do they get on the other side of this? What is their goal? What are they trying to get to? What I see is them tearing the fabric of the nation apart, tearing the value system down, trying to implement socialism and Marxism, all the while doing it in the name of being the most fascist bunch of people that you ever met in your life. Because they literally are everything that they blame the right for being. If they tell you that you did a quid pro quo, it's because they did. And that's exactly what happened with Biden. He did the quid pro quo. Son of a bitch, they fired the prosecutor. You're not getting the money unless you do this. Quid pro quo. Trump didn't do that. Biden did. They also call uh, the people on the right, they call them uh, uh, a fascist quite a few times, but they are the fascists. What do you think uh, uh, cancel culture is? Not allowing the other side of the coin uh, of an issue of any kind to talk about their views openly they shut down any kind of uh public debate or or any it, it didn't take place during covid it did, doesn't take place now over these issues it just doesn't take place so it, it's something that they definitely need uh to immediately overhaul first chance they get when they can get rid of these airheads out of office when they start locking people up the democratic party anyone who defended this stuff, anyone who acted like this is okay or this is not a problem, any one of them who says that right now can't be trusted. The entire Democratic Party that's defending Joe Biden right now, you guys need to go resign right now. You you do not care about America. You care about Joe Biden who doesn't care about anybody but himself. So what you just showed me is that you're more willing to stand up for your agenda and your party than you are the American people. You've lost touch. You've lost the whole, the whole purpose of you becoming an elected official is gone. It's lost on you. Well, folks, I'm going to call it. I appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. And don't forget, Please hit that subscribe button, that follow button, that like button. If you want to support the Patriots Prayer, that is the best way in the world to do it. We're we're continually growing leaps and bounds. Um, Spotify listeners are just, I, I love you guys. So uh, all my Spotify listeners, my Rumble listeners, absolutely love you guys. And hello to all my guys on my Facebook channel, Twitter, Truth Social, and everywhere. We really love our Patriot family, and we thank you so much for all that you've done for us and continue to do. And we're right here for you and we're not going anywhere. So the silent majority, you guys need to stop being silent. Stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer.